Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good and bad thing. That's what I look at. It. it really is. It's a good and a bad thing. Because there is a lot of artists out there who have some great music, but because of the way the formats are right now, mm-hmm. you'll never hear it. Like Brian McKnight just released a new album Friday. Isn't that what I said, Ty? Isn't that what I said, Ty? I said it all the time. I, I told somebody, I said, I said, I said the same time. I said JD Kids released the album, and I don't, I don't, I ain't hear, I ain't hear about it. I mean, you were talking about JD Kids. We talking Brian McKnight. I mean, you talking about legends, yeah. dude. These ain't these ain't slouches. Yeah, he just released a new album this past Friday. Only and the reason why I know about it because his record label, well, actually his streaming label, sent it to me. Yeah, you know, and he's got yeah. some nice, stuff. he got some nice stuff on there. Yeah, you know, hopefully a couple of them joints get played on the radio. Hopefully, hopefully, but but even then though, you gotta you gotta think too, and and this is something I'm always questioning too, DJ Tim Dog. You ever notice that like even when new music comes out. Even the stations that play the old music won't play the artist's new music. Yeah, you ever yeah. noticed that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, matter of fact, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. There's a young lady out by the name of Nicole Bus. You, you guys probably never heard of her. Nah, I never heard of Nicole Bus. Okay, she has a song called uh, "It's Called You." She took the sample from. Uh, Wu Tang's Cream, Cash Money, Cash Rules, everything around me. She took mm-hmm. that sample mm-hmm. and came out with this. Yo, man, this R and B joint is—it's uh, a straight banger. It's a straight banger. I've been playing it for over a year now. Mm. You know, the first time I debuted it, I was like, "Yo, I like this song. I'm gonna play it." So I, I came to with my set, you know, and I knew I was gonna start my set off with this song, and I watched the audience. And a few people was like, yo, they nodding their head. Dudes was like, yo, that's, that's that Wu-Tang in the background, right? I'm like, yeah. So, but I'm like, I don't want y'all to listen to Sam, but I want y'all to listen to her. Just listen to her. So a few females was like, yo, I like that. So I ran it back, played it again. A couple months later, I was at another event, and somebody asked me, like, dog, I was at this party you did. You played this joint that had the Wu-Tang sample in it. Cool. Ran it again, okay? I was at this club called The Reef. I ran it at The Reef. Program director for um, 100.3 was at was at the gig, was there, asking me like, yo, that's it, there you go, that's it right there. <laughs> Keep playing in the background. Yeah, that's it right there. Oh yeah, we got to, we got to look at this time. I'm digging that. Yeah, just take- I'm digging that. I remember this, yeah. Take the boy. The, the drop comes in. Boom. Yeah. Yo, man. I played yeah. that joint. The women went crazy. <laughs> they lost their mind. You know what I'm saying? The program director for 100.3 was there. 
He said to me, yo, man, who sings that? I was like, Nicole Buss. He said, where's she from? I said, the baby's from Australia. He was like, she from where? <laughs> I'm like, she's from Australia. He said, Tim, he's like, dog, how'd you get a hold of it? I'm like, yo, man, her label sent it to me. Do you know three months later, she was getting airplay? Then she was, she got so much airplay that they actually invited her to come play at the um the all women's uh concert for DFWS House as a year. Yeah, she, me, she emailed me. She's like, Tim Dog, I just want you to thank you for breaking my record. I'm like, yo, girl, your joint's hot. I okay, so listen, Tim, <laughs> Tim, listen. Okay, so you just broke down the orthodox way that records used to be broken. Am I right or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, am I right or am I wrong? Okay, you're right. You're right. And how long ago? How long ago did, oh, did you do this? How long ago did you did you bust out this Nicole Bus song? How long ago did you would you say this was about a year or two? About a year ago. About a year. Okay. About a year. So you took, they took a, an old system and she actually got airplay using it. Now, Tim, they tell you these days out here, bro, that you can't do it this way, that it won't work. You can't go the old way, that, these, that you can't do things this way because it, nobody's going to go that way. You can't, don't give your music to DJs because the DJs aren't going to play it. It's not like that anymore. You hear me, listeners? My family, it's not like that anymore. But Tim Dog just came on our show and said exactly what it is. This yeah. happens all the time. This is how records get played. This is how people get airplay, the ones that you don't hear. Because I know Philadelphia Radio, we always want to play people that you don't hear and people that you don't know. Yeah. So I'm And I'm, I'm getting animated about it because I'm just like, I, I need to stop hearing y'all say that the old method does not work. I need to stop hearing you say that. The old method does work. And the reason why I say it works is because of this marketing. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm working on getting my, my, my master's degree. I'm working on that. You in marketing, you have to have something that's going to draw people in. It's like fishing. You go right. fishing, right? What right. you do? You put something on the hook, you throw it in the water, you dabble a little bit, you, you, you know, you get a you get a you get a bite, you you reel it in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with music, the same thing with music. What you have to do with today's music is you got to give it, you have to, you have to have something that's going to, you have to target a certain audience. The kids have their audience. The kids have their music. You know, the kids have theirs. For us grown folks, because that's me, we grow, I'm grown folk. I tell everybody, you get the age of 40, we grown folk now. You need that, 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 that grown folk song. Montel Wayne, Montel Jordan just dropped a brand new joint. He dropped it in April. I got it. Nice two-step. It's grown folk music. Kim, Kim, Kim just that lie to me joint. Airplay like crazy. That's that grown folk music. You see what I'm saying? That's music that we're gonna be playing for years. Some of the stuff that's out today won't get played for six months. <laughs> Just being honest, it won't be played for six months because they looking, for, they, they looking for the fast money, which is yeah. fine. I got, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got no qualms with that. Go get the money, go get that fast money. It's cool. But if you want your stuff to be played constantly at wedding receptions, birthday parties, backyard cookouts, you know, you know, you need something that's going to be timeless, something that people will remember for generations. The most generation, there's two generational songs right now, two, that you play. If you don't play these two songs at either a backyard cookout, family reunion, or birthday party, or a wedding reception, you're going to get beat up. That's Marvin Gaye's <laughs> Got to Give It Up 
Yep. And point yeah, yeah, yeah. the made before Frank, I let go. You, you don't play Frank. Songs, you gonna get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Even with the remixes <laughs> with Mary J. Blige, the remix with Mary J. Blige, and then the remix, of course, with Beyonce. See, what Beyonce did, she took a classic and flipped it. That's all yeah. she did. Yeah. She took a classic and flipped it and gave it a young appeal. That's all she did. Yeah. Which is cool. Because for me, I did a step show, so I played the 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 the, the, the Frankie Beverly and Maze version for the old yeah. head, for the gold yeah. folks, yeah. and got right to that one part and flipped it for the youngins. Man, that auditorium was losing their damn mind. <laughs> 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 you know, but see, that's what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta know a song like that is timeless. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But if I was to play drinking my two step in that auditorium, they're gonna be looking at me like, what? What's he playing? But I played yeah. something that everybody can relate to and enjoy. That's 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 the power of music, fellas. That's the power of music. What it, it can is, do for man. you. It is. You know, I was I was gonna ask you that question, but you kinda you kinda took some some of my questions from me, Tim. You know, like I can read your mind. Yeah, I'm look, like I got my questions lined up. I did all my homework, Tim over there just taking my questions. Tim, you're still in my thunder, Tim. You're still in my thunder. <laughs> no, nah, but, but really though, bro. Um, you know that that was one of the things I was wondering too. Was you know I feel like I was wondering what your position your position was on, you know, the importance of of the roots of the music that you play. You know what I mean? Like the importance of of the creators that make the music. How how not necessarily even the story behind them, but you know when you listen to a Mary song, you can listen to mm-hmm. a Mary song and be like. Like you might not know what she was going through at that very moment, but you feel her pain. You know what I'm saying? You oh, you yeah. feel her. Oh yeah. You feel it deep. You know what I mean? You feel it real deep. And and that's the kind of stuff I'm always I'm always curious about my DJs. Like like do you know you know what's what's your stance on it? How what's your opinion on 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 the importance of the, the, tradition, the traditions of the music? You know what I mean? It's you know it, we're gonna use Mary as a prime example. Mary's got about about what ten albums out. About ten, about ten, about ten, eleven albums though. Um, my personal favorite is my life. Oh yeah, that's my personal favorite. For sure, classic. For sure, classic. my life is, is classic. Top to bottom, top to bottom. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, Mary, go. You can tell when Mary's going through something because mm-hmm. it's in the music. Mm-hmm. Her most recent, her most recent joint. You know, you and me is a love lesson. You know, that's the joint. You know, and if you listen to the lyrics, you know, like damn, you know. If you was breaking up with somebody, don't listen to Love Lesson. <laughs> I'm just telling you, just don't listen to it. Because everything in Love Lesson, you like this. Damn, you know what? Damn, Mary, you know? You know? But when Mary did my life, for me, my life, that's like, that's my personal soundtrack. It really is. That one song, I can listen to my life like over and over. When I finally had a chance to ask her, I told her, I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, yo, when you wrote my life, hey, I felt it. I was with you. I, I felt it, you know. And just so happened, the producer, one of the producers and the keyboard player for the song, Herb Middleton, is a good friend of mine. Mm. You know, so I went to Herb's crib. He got all the Grammys on his on his banner, you know, from all the stuff he wanted. I seen the My Life Grammy up there because she got a Grammy for that joint. And I was like, yo, man, when y'all was writing this, what was she going through? He said, man. Mary was going through it. He, he said she was going through it. He said, we witnessed that. He said, but y'all heard it on the record. We witnessed it. She poured her heart into that album. 
And he, he said, he said, when it was all said and done, Puffy was like, we got a classic, you know? So for me, music can be personal. It can be um, inspirational. It can be uh, heartfelt, joyous, um, brings back good memories. Mm -hmm. You know, I listen to James Brown. I think of my mom. My mom loved James. You know, my mom was a huge Aretha Franklin fan. So, uh, you know, I can't wait till the, till the movie comes out later on this year. Shout out to Jennifer Hudson. She did a hell of a job. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, um, you know, I tell all the DJs, you know, find, I tell all my DJs, find that one song that will put you in a place where you know you're ready to go. And for me, it's my life. You know, for every gig I do, as I'm setting up and I'm doing my sound checks, I'm playing my life. I'm, I'm actually playing it, you know. That's, that's my sound check record. I'm just, but I'm, just, I'm just playing it to get me where I need to be, you know. And other dudes be all hyped up for me. I'm like, no, nah, nah, I, need, I need something that's going to mellow me out, you know. And my life does it for me. So I, I challenge all the DJs to find that one song that's going to put you where you need to be and, and, and will help you grow as a, as a DJ and as a human being. Mm. You know, and, and yeah, yeah, that my life for me is it. You know, so um, shout out to Herb Middleton, and uh, for for he did the arranging, the keyboard playing for that joint, man. Herb Herb is bad. Herb is bad. He did Usher's first album. He did One Twelve's album. Mm. He did Face album. Yo, Herb is Herb is the man. <laughs> That's my man right here. No, you, you just name all albums I bang with. Like, oh, 112. Well, listen, 112 was my, my, my teenage freak joint. I was a joint I get all the girls with 112. That 112 album, oh boy, let me tell you, boy. If you, have, if you have Usher's first album. Yes. SWV's first album. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, if you have a couple of CDs, go on the back of them and look for a brother's name, Herb Middleton. And you're gonna be like, you, you're my, he lives right here. He lives right here in Wilmington. He's one of my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> His house is like a who's who, a Grammy, and uh, you know, stuff that he wrote. I mean, dude, you know, I mean, this cat's like, he's like me and you. He's just, just write stuff. Like, I mean, up, he wrote him between him and Faith, they wrote, I'm gonna say, out of the 15 songs on Usher's first album, I think he wrote like eight of them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to Herb Miller to shout out, man. You talk about a yeah. track record, boy. Goodness gracious. You that's like that's like an era of black music that like you took having your hands in. Oh goodness, man. That's a lot of music, man. Yeah, I mean, I saw the liner notes for, for when they was in the studio wow. with Mary when she was doing my life. Mm. The liner notes, man, is like like part of sharing my world was supposed to be on my life. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the joints she wrote, like she wrote Share My World and put on my life and they moved it over to the Share My World. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they wrote, they wrote almost 40 songs for Mary J. Blige and Puffy picked out the 14 he wanted and then he held the rest it. of them for Share My World. That's, I mean, so, that's what you do. That's what you do, yeah. man. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. what's up, man. Wow. <laughs> that's what's up. Oh man, um, I, I'm really, I'm really, really intrigued by everything you're telling me, you know? So that's why I'm, I'm kind of taking my time with it. I really, I really love a good story. I really love to hear about people's, you know, like people that they, not, not just people that know, but experiences people go through and kind of make them who they are today. You know what I mean? And and I'm really, I'm really, really intrigued by your story, Tim Dog. So family, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. 
Hey, this is Michael from Up and Darby. This is Jimmy Bob's podcast on Every Delphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bob's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And we are back. Welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Family, if you want to call us, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybosspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybosspodcast at gmail.com. We are here. We're doing our artist spotlight with our boy, DJ Tim Dog. He is giving us his story, his experiences. I'm loving all of it. I'm really appreciating him sharing this with us today. And um, Tim Dog, you know, before you go, man, I always want to know. You get out there, you do your set, you get your, you get your, you get your, your speakers up, you start getting ready. What's the first song that you might play when you do a set? Ooh, ah, that's a good one. Let me see. Let me see. Well, if it's a wedding reception, now let me before let me, before I ask that question, am I getting a party started or I'm just 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 starting out? And I, and I guess you got to give circumstances, but let's just say you're getting a party started. You know, it's, it's not it's not yeah. an event per right. se, right? You know. Right. So if I'm getting a party started, I always do my little two step first, my two step set first. So my two step set first starts off with um, actually, you know, I start off with DJ Lowe's at the club because that's a two stepper. Like I notice people like that joint. So I'll start away at the club, and um, I'll move up to uh, CeeLo's. I've been around. But that, that's the hobby, because that's like, everybody love that joint. Oh, yeah. So um, then I'll go ahead and ease my way into the little line dance set. So they get the little same old two-step, and then they get the little wobbles in. Um, it's a joint by Chuck, Chuck Brown called Chuck Baby. People love, it, love that joint. Uh, so I go ease my way into that. From Chuck Baby, I can go into uh, Just In Case, Jaheim. Mm-hmm. Then of course, wifey. Um, then I can go in a uh, Sunshine Andersons. Heard it all before. Ah. Um, from there, I can get. I can do a nice little break of the time zone. Uh, you know. Then I can do the Water Dance by DJ Cool. Um, then I can come out of that. And probably going to some Beyonce for the ladies. We love on top <clears throat> the remix or get me body. You know, get the ladies hyped up. Get them going. And from there, man, it's like, oh, let's go. <laughs> from there, it's like, let's go. You know, this is nonstop from there. That sounds so, like a party. Yeah, you know, that just gets the party started. And then, like, you know, and of course, you got to, you know, get your request in because everybody's going to have a request. And like I said earlier in our conversation, if I don't drop before I let go, I'm going to get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But there has been a couple of parties I've actually been able to do without playing that song. Seriously, I've, it's been a handful of parties where I've been able to five hours straight and not play that song. And in the night, I'll be like, you know what? I didn't play before I let go tonight and got away with it. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the request docket. It's already on the request sheet. Like, yeah, I'm like, yes, I got away with it. I didn't play it. Yes. <laughs> you know? Or at the end of the night, so as soon as I'm packing up, you know, you didn't play my song. What song was that? You didn't play Frankie Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> you know you didn't play my song. Yeah, you know that. DJ, 
or DJ's Nightmare, you be in the middle, you 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 in a BPM, well, that's beat per minute for you guys don't know what that means. That's the tempo of the song, the tempo of the song. I'm in a, I'm playing Chill Rocks, Treat Them Right. You know, Treat Them Right is like, you, you like this, right? Yeah. Can you play something for me? What you want to hear? Can you play the wobble? Dang. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, where was you like 30 minutes ago? Well, I just got here. Me and my girls just got here. Can you play the wobble? <laughs> it happens. Hey, Jimmy, I've seen it firsthand for myself, man. <laughs> it happens. I've it happens. seen it, yeah. It happens. Or, 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 I mean, they'll play something way in left field somewhere. You know, especially the line dancers. Shout out to all the line dancers. Shout out to all the line dancers. Shout out to all the line dancers. Line dancers. But, but, but the line dancers, you got to understand one thing about the line dancers. It's not about y'all, okay? <laughs> that's the way they feel, though. That's, that's the way they feel. <laughs> they will come over and take over a party in a minute. In a minute, in a heartbeat. And if you don't know how line dance, get off the floor. Get off the floor. <laughs> and, and now it's like every song, there's a line dance to it. So they got to be, so you have a line dance crew over here. You have the regular over here. You have the people who's trying to learn this line dance over here. They don't mind. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, it's too much, and then you man. Get one person that'll come up and be like, yo, can you play Teddy Prendergrass? <laughs> get down, get fucking, get loose. Really do. <laughs> really do. <laughs> It happens. It does. I'm sure. I'm sure. And you know that that leads me that leads me to my next question, man. Um, I noticed some. I noticed reading some of your your uh, profiles that you play a variety of different music. You play country. You play pop. You play hip hop. You play the oldies. You play all those different things. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to play for people of different culture backgrounds? Like what? What? Like what? When you get into them situations, how do you? You know, what do you normally do? It actually, you know what? It's fun. To be honest with you, it is a lot of fun. Um, I've played for all white country bar. I was the only black person there. I'm seriously no no scouts on it. I was the only black person there. I played all country. I was down in Elton, Elton Delaware, Elton, Elton Merlin. Man. Yeah, I've, shout out yeah, Elton Merlin. I got family yeah. Elton Merlin. I know where Elton Merlin yeah, is. I got family asking. One of my former co-workers, her birthday, did a 50th birthday party. I was the only black person in the building. All they wanted to hear all night long was country. Not a problem. I played so much, man, I played stuff for them. They looking at me like, how in the hell did he know this music? I do my research, <laughs> you know? So that, I mean, it was easy, you know? But it was yeah. fun because the yeah. good thing about country music is you don't have to blend it. You just got to play it. <laughs> it just play it. Just play it. You know, give them a, give them a, hey, that was Darius Rucker's new joint. Here comes here come some, here come some Tobey Maguire. Here you go. <laughs> you do a nice little talk over there, joint. Yo, here comes some new, here's the latest from Tim McGraw. There you go. Just play it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done I've done reggae parties. I've done Africa. I did an African wedding, whereas the 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 groom was African, his bride was American. So of course I got two different genres in there. So I got two different you know ethnic you know nationalities in there. 
We talked um, about that. Yes, that's two different people. Those two different people. Yes, go yeah, ahead. It's two different African nationalities. And um, with the African music, it can be upbeat and, you know, it, it, it fluctuates. It goes everywhere. So I'm like, okay, I can do American and mix in, you know, the Afro beats and go back and forth. So I'm toggling back and forth. So, I'm, so far, I'm doing pretty good. The mom comes over to me and she says, she wanted to hear this song called Queen Mom. Now, I didn't have a song. I'm just being honest, I didn't have a song. But again, with technology, <laughs> I was able to download it on the fly. So I was able to go, you know, I went my other, I went, my, this is why I tell all DJs, bring two notebooks with you. You bring two laptops with you, just in case. So my other laptop, I found the song, I downloaded it, shifted it over to my program, boom. Man, I did not know this song was like nine minutes long. <laughs> I played this joint. Man, this woman gets up. The whole table ladies gets up and they start dancing in a circle. And they put her in the middle. And they, the queen mom. So me, not knowing the culture, about four minutes into the song, I start coming out of the song. Oh, and they Ooh. turned and looked at me like, if you take this song off, we're gonna we're gonna basically put a voodoo curse on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the groom runs over to me like, no, Tim, no, 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 finish playing it, finish playing. I'm like, okay, I didn't know. I'm sorry, I apologize. You know, so I quickly, you know, gave a crossfader, came back over to toy. Uh, they was cool. They was cool. So the the moms, the the the, the queen mom's husband comes over to me real cool, says into my ear, the next time you do an African wedding, do not cut that song off. Okay? <laughs> of course not. Of course I not. I know. He said, in, in, in his African dialect, I know the song is long. <laughs> cut it off, okay? I was like, gotcha. He goes, look, look, slip me a $100 bill. I appreciate that. So, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, so for the younger generation of DJs, man, you got to adapt. You know, you got to adapt because, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to be able to play for everybody. You know, I mean, everybody, white folks, black folks, Jamaicans, Africans, you have to be able to play for everybody. You know, older folks, younger folks, you have to be able to play for everybody. You know, even though I call myself the grown folks DJ, I can play for kids. You know, I can't play for kids because I have their music and I know what they want to hear. And I just play it, you know. I mean, I play for corporations, whereas the person paying me said, Tim, all we want to hear is jazz and cocktail hour music all night long. Not a problem. That's what they heard all night long. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, you know, mm -hmm. jazz from Grover Washington. You know, that's, that's what they wanted to hear. That's what they heard. You know, I've done weddings where Tim, all we want to hear is rock and roll. You got it. I play the Beatles. I play Shelby Checker. I play Bill Haley in the comments. Yep. You know, I, yep. I, they want to hear. That's what I'm going to play. Yeah. You know. You know. So, but I'm. But I, I just impel. I just tell all DJs coming up. The best advice is learn it. You know, just 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 learn the music. You know. And because once you learn the music, then you'll be able to adapt to any situation, you know, because I've seen DJs where people come up and request them and they're just thrown, they're just completely thrown out of the element. Like, 
I don't have that song. Yeah. You have technology. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's called download it real fast. Yeah. You know, just download it, you know, you know, and 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 I like I said, I carry two notebooks for that one reason. If there's a song I don't have, I can download it and shift it over to my other computer and keep right on going without missing a beat. You know, I don't have to stop nothing, reprogram nothing. I can just keep it, I can keep it moving. You know, um, and I tell everybody, you know, those who listen, who want to listen, I should say, um, master the program that you use to DJ with. You know, most DJs use Serato. I use Virtual DJ. Been using Virtual DJ ever since 2003. Um, I've mastered the program upside down, inside out, including the newest update that we just got like three weeks ago, which is fantastic. Um, I've been actually working on it now, trying to you know get the nuances and everything. See what I'm saying? You know, so when I'm ready to go out and perform with this program, I can use I can use it. You know, without going, oh my God, I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, I tell everybody, study, study, read. Mm-hmm. No, find out. The information is out there for you. You know, we're in it. We're in a, a new age where anything you want is right at your fingertips. It is. All you got to do. Just, just tapping in, and it's right there. Yep. Even for us DJs, you know, from the equipment these guys got to the notebooks to the controllers, you know, just, just do, do your research. And then, the last bit of advice I can give DJs is, know your audience. Read your audience. If you're doing a party and you know folks are coming in, don't be on your phone talking to your girl, or your boys, or whatever the case may be. Look at the people that's coming in. You know what I mean? Look at them. You know, when they sit down eating dinner, don't be sitting there playing uh, the percolator while they're eating dinner. That's that's stupid. You know, <laughs> you know but yeah. eating dinner, you, you know, just read your audience. Sit there and survey your audience. Look around, you know, and go, okay, now, no, you know, then you can determine what you have in front of you. You know, if you notice, if you had a Sweet 16, I'm not going to be playing, got to give it up at a Sweet 16. Now, I'll play it if the parents ask me to play it, you know. But if the parents are like, Tim, just go ahead and play for the kids, that's what I'm going to do. Now, if I'm at a, a grown folks party, 50 and up, then, yeah, I'm going to play, you know, that genre of music. So just know your audience. Know your audience. You know, that that, that sounds like the best advice that, you know, I don't think that's just, that's just a DJ thing, though, Tim. I think that's definitely a, a performing thing too. You know what I mean? Like, of course, of course, like, yeah. You know, I, I think I think that goes far in in various industries and know your audience, know who you're talking to. I, I, what I wanted to mention as well, you mentioned earlier in the show that the fact that you were getting your MBA and you're taking your marketing class, I definitely wanted to mention that because knowing your audience is also a part of marketing. It's knowing your niche. When you get out there, you start marketing yourself, you start marketing your music, or you start marketing your DJ skills or your DJ services. You got to know who you're marketing to. You know what I mean? You can't just be, I'm just going to be a drop in a bucket. You know, you got to make sure you market to the, to the, to the, you know, the forties and ups or the fifties and ups, or, you know, if, if, you, if your demographic is younger than that, you market yeah. to the 30 and younger, you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think it's, you, you dropping some key knowledge over there, Tim Dog, because, and it's particularly with independent artists, that's their biggest, I think, setback is their it's, marketing. It really is. Um, marketing today, like I'm going to lose, I'm going to use that kid Lil Nas X as a perfect example. Mm-hmm. When he first came out with his, with that song this time last year, or earlier, it was like earlier, 
he went after the wrong audience. He went after the country western audience. He really right. did. Right. And they didn't accept him for two reasons. One, it was a hip hop song, and number right. two, he's black. <laughs> they didn't accept him at all. When the song hit the Billboard country charts, they pulled it off. You know, which we were all like, whoa, why did they pull it off? You know, and then I found out why. I'm like, yo, the only reason I pulled it up because he's a hip hop artist and he's black. You know, but that worked in his favor because it got everybody's attention. And once he got everybody's attention, he ran with it. Like, look, just check the song out. You know, it's a dance with it. Check it out. The kid's going to love it. And that's what he did. He went after those kids. Yeah. He tried He tried to go to the country, listening to whatever label he was on at the time. Listen to the label people. Sometimes they don't know. No, no, no. That's not my audience. This is my audience. You know? And when he, once it hit with the kids, the rest is history. Yeah. You know? The rest is history. So yeah. you have to know who the audience is because your A&R people can be wrong. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. sat in our meetings and been like, they have no idea what they're talking about. They really don't. You know, the artists leave there with their head down. I'm like, nah, dude, no. You do, you go after the, you go after your audience. Trust me. Trust me. Because what they're talking about, they talking about money. See, like, check the rhyme. Industry rule number 3,000, what do you say, 4,080? Record company people are shady. <laughs> It's true. That was what, 91? <laughs> so I'm saying it's it is true. It From my really, favorite group. Really my favorite group. Tribe Core Quest. It's 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 R.I.P. Really Fife Dog. That's my favorite group, man. It's, it's, you know, and it and it's the same thing for, for myself, for you guys. Mm -hmm. You have to know your audience. You do. Who who is your audience? You know, and when I was when I rebranded myself, those were the questions that I had actually written down. When I was rebranding DJ Tim Dog Entertainment, the first question on it was, who is my audience? You know, after I found out who my audience was, my next question was, okay, what's going to be my demographic? Yep. Because even though my audience demographic is the same thing, it can be different too, because your demographic, even though you've got some 50-year-olds, they like listening to young music. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. They do. They do. They do. You know, so you got you got to fine tune it. You got to fine. You got to tweak it a little bit. You got to tweak it a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. And the third thing I wanted to do was stand out, and that was big for me. I wanted to stand out. I wanted to go against the grain. I wanted to think mm -hmm. outside the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So before I think outside the box, I had to change everything. So I had to completely just go. <laughs> you know. So when I came out, so when I when I. When I came up with that business suit, everybody was like, they was drunk, like, yo, this cat got on a business suit and he DJing a party. Huh? <laughs> you know, like, who does that? You know, and yeah. the other DJs was like, oh, and then everybody started, word started to get around. Well, when you hire Tim Dog, he gonna come in a suit. You know, and I tell everybody, don't let the name fool you. And that was another thing, too. My name. Yeah. When you get DJ Tim Dog, you're thinking, oh, some young boy, he don't know what he's doing. You know? <laughs> But when you see me or you talk to me, you're like, the name and the person just don't fit. <laughs> Good. That's exactly what I did. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. And I've been successful and I've been blessed. And 
it's it's been a good it's been a good ride, man. It's been a good ride. I've had a lot of fun. It's taken me a lot of places, and uh, I've met a lot of nice folks. Um, I've made my few I've made my few share enemies. I you know put it out there. I got I got some haters out there. It's true. It's true. I got some haters out there. Don't we all though? We all got haters, Tim. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't doing it right. My thing is with the haters. I'm telling them. I ask them a simple question. Why do you hate me? What did I do to you for you to hate me? And I can't get a straight answer. You know, that way I know. Yeah. You know, that's why I know. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. There is one DJ that I just I I'm just I. If he was on the side of the road, broke down with a broke leg, I would drive right by him. <laughs> I mean, I flat out can't stand this dude, but. I'm not gonna mention his name. No, I, I, I would, I wouldn't do that too. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is one cat in the industry, man. I, just, I, I like literally, I despise. I'm sorry, I can't stand him. It's all good. <laughs> but it, I mean, but and, and my reasons for hating him is just. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. It you know, is like anybody is. else, I got love for everybody else than him. <laughs> it happens like that, man. It happens just like that. Well, you know, I I, I was going to say, um, Ty, you know, Ty, did you want to ask Tim any questions before we jump off, man? No, I'm good. I know I know Tim probably has tons of stories he can tell us, and I'm not going to hold him up on that. I know he has tons of stories. Listen, but moving fellas, forward, like said, Tim, what are you doing moving forward? Um, DJing with my, with my bandmates, Best Kept Soul, shout out to all of them. Uh, we, we had some, you know, we had a lot of gigs coming this year, of course, due to the pandemic. Um, that had to, you know, put, you know, postpone for right now, but um, we're looking forward to rebounding big in 2021. Um, I'm really excited about the studio work that I'll be doing with Herb Milton. Um, uh, we uh, got some nice tracks coming out that he wrote. Um, he's hoping that a couple of artists will pick him up. Um, uh, I just got asked to do a couple of shows with John B in Philly when he comes back to Philly, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and um, the big one that I'm really, really hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, hoping I can do it, is um, I got asked to DJ at, all, at Oceans in um, New Jersey, Atlantic City, the casino. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I got I got asked to DJ up there, so you know I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. To hopefully, hopefully, I can still get get that gig and get in there. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, but um, other than that, man, you know I'm just gonna take it one day at a time. Make sure you know the kids is cool and keep this thing moving, man. That's all I can do. And how can people reach you, Tim? Oh, man. I'm easy to find on, on Facebook. Let's start there. Um, my government name is Tim Bayard. Um, you can reach me on there. You can reach me on my DJ Tim Dog page on Facebook. You can reach me on Twitter at DJ Tim Dog 418. Instagram, DJ Tim Dog 418. And of course, email me at DJ Tim Dog at gmail.com. So, yeah. so hit me up. Yeah, especially all the DJs out there. Um, any DJs out there that want advice? Um, please feel free to hit me up. You know, I'll be more than happy to ask any questions you have. You know, artists, if you want some music broken, if you got some new music going broken in, hit me up. You know, I'll be more than happy to go ahead and play your stuff. If it's good, it was being real. I'm a critic. <laughs> <laughs> if it's good. Nah, I'm a critic. Like, if it's if good, it's good. Ain't, ain't that what we always say no time? If it's good, it has to be good. It can't be like, just play my music. Nah, we don't, we don't do and that no more. Also, make sure it's clean, man, because I am known, I will. I do not play no dirty music. Everything I play is clean. Everything. Fair enough, Keep man. Keep it clean. 
Fair enough, man. Definitely understand that. Well, family, we thank DJ Tindall for coming through the Jimmy Boss Podcast, Philadelphia Radio. It has been a fantastic and phenomenal interview. I'm so glad you can join us for our artist spotlight. Tim, is there anything you want to say to the people, you know, our listeners, before you before you post out, man? Yeah, I thank each and every one of y'all for supporting me over the years. I truly appreciate it. Um, I've been blessed. And without y'all, there would be no me. So thank y'all for supporting me. I really, truly appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to entertaining y'all. You know, if you ever had DJ Tim Dog party, yo, I'm the, come up, come up and holler at me. You know, I know we got to do the six feet thing, but still come up and holler at me to say, hey, you know, it's cool, you know. And I'm looking forward to, you know, doing some big parties, hopefully later on this year before we get shut down again. Right <laughs> <It's> the <about a> corner. <laughs> definitely, fam, definitely. Well, family, I'm glad, man. I'm glad we had DJ Tim Dog on tonight. And remember, as always, it's Jimmy Boss Podcast and Philadelphia Radio. Stay up and don't sleep in your dreams. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now remember, family, we are still in the COVID-19 pandemic, so please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Good Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on. Come on. Fight on.